Well, we've been in a series called In His Name. This is part seven, I believe. Uh, we're going to put up a few scriptures and uh, go a little bit further into these things. But uh, for review, Mark 16, 15. Mark 16, 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. And he lists things that, that believers will do. But notice it's in his name that we're to do it. Matthew 28, 18 says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. <coughs> Excuse me. Go therefore and make disciples, <coughs> Excuse me, uh, disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So he said, all authority has been given to him. And then he said, you go, therefore. So he is delegating his authority to us. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, in the New Living Translation, it says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this taste or task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. <coughs> God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So we, and we've touched on this, if you haven't heard those other messages, go back and listen to the other messages in the series. They will be a blessing to you. They will help you. We are not going to go back and review everything that we've touched base on, but we've been building, talking about this, how we are actually God's representatives here on this earth. As his church, see, Jesus is not on the earth in bodily form right now. The Spirit of God is here, the Holy Spirit. But Jesus does not walk the earth. We are the body of Christ. We are his mouth, his hands, his feet. We are tasked with getting his work done on the earth. That means every Christian has a vitally important job. There are no uh, menial jobs in the body of Christ. If we are doing what he would ask us to do, it is all going toward a purpose. It is all going for a cause. It is all important. And so he said, it, we're tasked with this message of reconciliation. Go ahead and put up John 1, verse 6. We, we touched on this last week, or we used the scripture. We're going to go in a, a little bit different way today, but I wanted to touch on it. 
It said, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every, excuse me, every man coming into the world. Now notice, this is talking about uh, John the Baptist. In verse 6 it says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light. Now last week we talked about the fact that we are lights of the world. We are the light in the world. We are to reflect His light. There's so much darkness in the world that we don't even recognize it. We don't, in other words, we don't realize how dark the world is because we're used to it. You know how you can get into a, a dark room and if there's a little bit of light after a while, your eyes adjust. And you can, I mean, you know it's dark, but you don't realize how dark until if you go outside on a really bright day, and you've been in the dark, your eyes, you can't even open them. Have you ever been on a day where it's really sunshiny and there's snow on the ground? It's like, it's hitting you not only from there then, it's hitting you from all directions and it can almost hurt. Your eyes are, you're squinting. You ever been there? I mean, it's almost like, I just, I can't see. It's, you're used to it being darker and now it's light. Well, that's the way it is on the earth. This, this realm that we're in is darker than we realize. When we reach heaven, we're going to realize how dark it is here and how light it is there. You know, we were just listening to uh, or watching Jesse Duplantis give his account of heaven. Watched it years ago and watched it before. Went back and looked. If you haven't seen it, I mean, and he has multiple. Just, just go to YouTube and Google Jesse Duplantis, heaven. Amazing. And he, he's, he, he, every time I watch it, I mean, he talks about uh, just, just different things he saw. And he said, I mean, and it says, there's, there's no darkness there. He said he was, he was talking with an angel and he was looking around and he, you know, looking at the angel and he was noticing he didn't have a shadow and he was looking and he said, what are you looking for? And he said, there's, and I don't know if he said shadow or he knew what he was talking about. He goes, there's no darkness here. And he said several times he was walking and he would look down and he was like looking and, and the angel said, I told you there's no darkness. He's light. There's no darkness there. Amazing how you talk about just the life and the vibrancy. He said, you've never seen colors like, like there are in heaven. Just that everything is bright and pure. It's a real place, guys. There are people there right now. You don't want to miss heaven. And the glory of God. And when he was talking about the throne of God, the Father, walking into the throne room. He said, you cannot, you cannot stand in the presence of God, of the Father. In the presence of Jesus, you can. He was made 
like us and in bodily form. But he said, you see the Father and just brilliance. And it's like Jesus walked out, right, like from the presence of the Father. and He just came. He said, there are two or, you know, there are three. In that case, you know, there's two of them there. But they're one. He said it's just so hard to explain, but it's like this glory. And then you see Jesus walking out, and Jesus came and spoke to him. But that when he was touching on the, the throne, he said, you can, he goes, I only got up to about like here. He said, you're coming up. And he said, you, you cannot stand in the presence of God. He said, you will hit the foot. You cannot. In the presence of God the Father. And he said he would try to look up. He said he could only get so high because it was just so bright. It just... Pure power. He said it just it was like if he ju it just felt like if he moved wrong, it would just blow out planets because it was just this immense power. He said Jehovah is awesome. He is our father. When we talk about light, we have no idea. When we talk about dark, we don't realize how dark this is until we're going to see what light is. He said when Jesus, he said his, his essence, he goes, his clothes just are just, his essence goes through. He said it's like, just like you're looking at a clothes of just pure diamonds because it's so brilliant. Because his essence is coming through his clothes. And he said all you see is love. When you look at Jesus, it's just, you can't hide anything. You can forget hiding anything. He can see right through you. But he loves you. This is who we serve. We are on this earth as his ambassadors. And guys, I, I don't, I mean, when, when I watched that again, I was so struck. We, we just have a glimpse of who we serve. To, to be any Anywhere in the kingdom of God serving the Almighty. I don't, I don't believe we fully, I know we don't understand what that means. We get glimpses, we get further, but to serve Him in any capacity, doing whatever, is amazing. It is, a privilege is an understatement. He is the highest power in the universe, just unimaginable. And I say all that to say we are his representatives and he, we talked about last week, he is the light. He is the glorious one. Thank God we're children of him. We can come into his body. Thank God we can come into his family. But we are really just deflecting to him. We talked about that in the, the essence of light. But here I wanted to touch on it. It said, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. See, he was bearing witness of Jesus. He wasn't the light. He's going to say that. Verse 8, he was not that light. John the Baptist was not the light. Jesus was the light. He was sent to bear witness of that light, and that's our job. Not to bear witness of yourself, but to bear witness of him. We'll get to that in a minute. That was, that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He is the light. He is 
the glory of God. God is, I mean, God is, it's His glory. And we are to do our work here reflecting and pointing people to Him, never to ourselves. Let's go ahead and look at John 7. I guess we could have turned over to John 1 because we're going to be in John in a little bit. John 7. John 7, verse 16. <clears throat> you guys all right? Oh, guys, we have it so good. Guys, we have it so good. I don't care what you're going through right now, you have God Almighty on your side. And we need to know what that means. Amen. We have the power, highest power, highest authority in the universe is on your side. You are his child. Yes, there's darkness on this earth. Yes, there's nonsense on this earth. But we have the Almighty on our side. How can we lose? You know how we can lose if we get talked in to believe in that he's not really on our side, that somehow the junk that we see is going to be stronger than the almighty. That's not possible. Amen. That's a joke. The more we get to know him, the more we realize this uh, to, compared to him. He has more power in his little pinky then anything is not just like it could barely get something. He is infinite, so that means the smallest part of his infinite nature is more than anything else. He's the creator. <laughs> and he is your father. If you've been born again, he's your father. If you've trusted Jesus, he's your father. We don't want to miss working and being with Him. Walking on the earth with Him daily, wherever you go, like we said last week, you are bringing His light on the situation more than you know. Because He's there. What's our job? Let Him flow through us. Your job is to not get people to see you. Your job is to get people to see Him. That's a whole lot easier because we all know we have failures. That's not a bad confession. That's the truth. Anybody that wants to act like they're perfect is deceived. Okay? We, we need to admit we fail, and we're not setting ourselves up that we always fail. No, but if we do fail, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and we need to point, if we get... If we get uh, preoccupied with what we've done and not done, then that's how you get stolen from. Because he doesn't change and he hasn't failed. What we need to be, say is, you, you don't even have to say it. People already know it. You're not perfect. So just flush that and start pointing to him. And that's a lot easier because he's easy to talk about. 
He doesn't, he hasn't done anything wrong. Just talk about how good he is. That's what we're talking about this morning. Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. Notice Jesus in bodily form on the earth. Jesus is God. And he said, my doctrine, my teaching is not mine, but him who sent me. Well, how much more us? It's not us. It's him who sent us, who we are representatives of. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. No, look at this in the New Living Translation. Those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves. But a person who seeks to honor the one who sent him speaks truth, not lies. Those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves. We are not to glorify ourselves. You don't have to spend a lot of time telling people how great you are. Now don't get me wrong, there's, we're not talking about general marketing and things where you're trying to get people to understand, you're trying to, I mean, if we're really doing something for humanity or doing what God's called us to do, you're, you're offering something that's going to help somebody and you're just trying to get the word out there, hey, we have something, there's a value there, it could help you. There's nothing, that's not promoting yourself per se, but then there's stuff that's like, well, we're so great, there's a line. And as Christians, we need to understand, it is not about us. It's not your quote-unquote ministry. Whatever it is, it's not yours. It, it's God. It, if we've been talking about this in this series. It's His ministry on the earth. We're just the messengers, the partakers of it. So we need to get rid of this idea that somehow I am doing such and such. No, He is doing it through us. And to, to the degree we allow him to work through us is to the degree we're going to be successful. And what it, successful meaning we're going to do his will. Success is doing what the Father has asked you to do. It is not what the world calls success. People can make money, they can get uh, well-known, whatever. If they're not doing God's work in the end, it doesn't mean anything. And it won't be lasting. So we do not want to be about trying to seek our glory. We do not need to promote ourselves. We need to promote Him. And everything we do ought to reflect Him. That doesn't mean you have to go around just talking about Jesus all the time in the wrong context. I'm not saying that. You just showing up and being there. And you living the life, a godly life. And when it's, you know, as it's appropriate, as you're led, you, you people find out, yes, you're a Christian. Yes, you go to, you, you, you attend church. Yes, you serve God. Then they're watching you the rest of the time. And they're just trying to reconcile things. People watch us way more than we think they do. 
So if, I'm, if we're building ourselves up, we're missing it. And that just means that people look at us and go, well, he failed. I mean, we want to be a good witness for him. It, it bring, this is not to bring pressure on us. This is to bring it, make us aware that we are serving him and everything we ought to do ought to be in his name, on his behalf. And that when people see us, they're not looking at us going, oh, you're so good. They're saying, who do you serve? Because they see you, but they really are seeing him. And the more, our goal should be, I want more and more of him to show through me and less and less of me. When you look at me, it's like you see right through me and see him. Because we just need to get ourselves out of the way. Look at uh, John 8.26. John 8.26 I have many things to say and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. Notice that. This is Jesus. Now, Jesus is walking as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. He is not walking. The Bible says in another place, he laid aside the, the mighty weight of his power. He is not walking around as God Almighty. He had to identify with us. The Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. When, when the dove descended, when the Holy Spirit descended on him in the, the form of a dove, the Spirit of God, he was anointed to do what he did, but you don't see him going around doing works of God before that. He was God. He's 100% God. He's 100% man. But the things he did wasn't because he was God. He was doing them as a man anointed by the Spirit of God. Notice, he's saying, I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. Even Jesus is pointing to the Father. And we just saw, he said, I'm not coming to say my, this isn't my doctrine, this is the Father's. He knows what he's doing on the earth. How much more us? If the Savior came and said, I'm just saying what I heard to say. It's not mine, it's his. I give glory to him. This is Jesus. This is God. But he knows what his role was. And he came, how much more us as his children? Well, you know, I have it together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about me. What, really? And Jesus didn't do that, but somebody comes up and they have it together. No, we need to just get rid of all that and say, yeah, it's about him. Yeah, uh, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. Me, I serve him. Well, what about you? Well, you know, I, do, I do what I know to do. That doesn't mean you have to have false humility. Don't, don't, try to, don't put yourself down. That's, that's of the devil. Don't put yourself down. Don't, don't put down what God has saved, what God has cleansed. God has made you his child. Don't put yourself down. Be honest. Yeah, I, I have a, I a degree. It's not pride to say the truth. Somebody asks you, are you competent in it? Yes, I am. I can do that. Don't know everything, but I, yes, I, I have a competency there. You don't have to say, oh, no, I don't know anything. That's a lie. If you know a lot and you're saying, oh, I just can't. No, that's not true. That actually is pride. Did I lose somebody? To say 
to, to be more concerned about what the person thinks so that you say something that's not true to, so that you don't look like you're in pride, that is actually pride. So for you to say, no, no, I'm not all that, I'm not really that good, when you actually are good, is, is a lie, number one. Number two, you're saying that because you're concerned that the person's going to think you're in pride. Well, then you're more concerned about what the person thinks, so you are in pride. You're in pride. It sometimes to speak the truth about something like that, it takes more humility than people think. Amen? We're talking about being, yeah, if anything that you've done, you can acknowledge, yes, I did that. And you can then, you can acknowledge what is the truth, and then you can acknowledge, and all glory to God, because he helped me to do it. You don't have to say, I stink, I'm no good. You can say, you know what, with God's help, I was able to do that. Praise him, and you deflect it right to him. That's what we ought to do. Don't lie and say you didn't do it. Then you're taken away from him. Oh, yeah, I'm nothing. Glory to God. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, I really stink at that. All glory to God. He's helped me to be, do nothing. He's helped me to, you know, destroy my life. Glory to God. No, no, no. You know what? Yes. I, you know, anything that we've done, thank God. Yep. You can acknowledge something. You don't glorify yourself, but you say, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. He is, because the more we get a glimpse of who he is, the more we say, yeah, I'm not going to say anything about myself. All glory to the Almighty. He is so far above. Thank God we're his children. It's not putting us down. But he is the Almighty. And it is a privilege to serve him. He said, I, uh, I speak to the world those things which I heard, from him, they did not understand that he spoke to them of the Father. Uh, verse 28, Then Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. So you see that? Why did, if he's walking as God, why didn't he say, Yeah, I'm God. Of course I can do that. Well, you stupid? I can do whatever I need to do. I'm God. Well, he is God, but he's not walking as God. He's saying, I'm walking as a man. I am relying on the Holy Spirit and the Father to do what I'm doing. In other words, Jesus didn't do all the miracles he did because he's God. He did it as a representative of the Father on the earth. And he did it as an example for what we can do as a man or woman anointed by the Spirit of God. If Jesus did everything that he did just because he's God, we can't do it. Because we're not God. Just a clue. But if he did it because he was walking in the leading and the anointing of God by the Holy Spirit, then we, as children of God, with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit on us, can do what he said. And in fact, he said this. He said, greater works will you do. These works you'll do and greater. If he's doing it as God... That's not a true statement, because we cannot do what God does. Does anybody want to agree with that statement? We can't do, but if, if we, we can do what he'll do through us, because then it's him doing it. But Jesus himself, 
He said, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself, but my father taught me, as my father taught me, I speak what? These things. I speak what my father taught me. And he who sent me is with me. We need to be like that. He who sent me, he's with me. He who sent me, the Almighty, he is with me. He who sent me, whose name I come in, guess what? He's here and he's with me. His spirit is walking with me. Amen. We get that attitude walking around, not cocky in our own self, but confident in him. He's with me. He, it's not he's with me, he is with me. It's his glory. He gets the glory. He said, the Father has not left me alone, for I will always do those things that please him. Not the things that please me, not the things that please my neighbor, the things that please him. We ought to be doing what God wants us to do, not what other people want us to do, not what mom and dad want us to do, not what our friends want us to do, what God has asked us to do, because we're going to give an account to him. We are his children, his servants, and Jesus said, I always do the things that please him. That ought to be something we get a hold of and say, I always do what pleases him. I'm not doing this for my glory. I'm doing whatever pleases him. If it pleases him, that's what I'm doing. If it's just something I want to do, well, that's up in there. Does it please him? If it doesn't, I need to be going in the direction of cutting that out. And with his help and his strength, I can do it. He can help me. He can help me. Somebody needs to say, he can help me. Say, say this. Say, he can help me overcome anything I need to overcome. With his help, I can do it. Not because I'm so great. Not because I'm so strong. But because he is so great. And he's strong. And I'm going to let him work through me. And he can help me to be free. He can help me to be victorious. He can help me to move up, to work at a higher level, to live at a higher level. Because he's God. And I yield to him. And I do those things that please him. Amen. John 8, 50. <clears throat> It says, I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. I do not seek my own glory. Jesus said this. He did, he did not seek his own glory. He's God. But he's walking as the son. And he's, not, he's seeking to glorify his father. This is an example for us to do the same. We ought to walk and say, not seeking my own glory. Well, what about that? You should really take up this or that. Not seeking my own glory. What does he want me to do? I'm going to do what pleases him. 
just in the back of our minds as we're walking and making decisions. Does this, is this something I want to do? Is this something that's going to glorify me? Or is this something that's going to glorify Him? You know, guys, we have a lot, a lot of temptation and a lot of example in the world to, to not glorify God. If we emulate what's in the world and what we see and what people are doing, we have a lot of help to go in the wrong direction. It's easy. All you got to do is just get up, do what you feel, do what you see other people doing, and we just go right with the current and not glorify God. We need to just stand up and go against what the darkness is doing and say, God, whatever pleases you. What is it in my life? Of course, we have the general commandments of the word, and then he's going to talk to you specifically by his spirit. I'm not saying you'll hear an audible voice, but as you get to know him through his word, even specifically to you and through his spirit to get to know what is it that he wants you to do. And then our job is to do it, do it with his help. He didn't say do it alone. He didn't say do it in your strength. He said that he'll help you to do it. And as he helps you to do it, then you'll go up. 1 Corinthians 1.26. Let's turn over there. <clears throat> Praise God forevermore. 1 Corinthians 1.26. It says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That is, as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Let's read this in the New Living Translation. But notice the, the, what it's saying here. No flesh should glory in his presence. And then it said, He who glories, let him glory in the Lord. It is not our glory we're seeking, it's his glory. It's his glory. Verse 26, New Living Translation, Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes, or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose the, the things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And He chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. Now stop right there. God does not need man's resources for him to do what he needs to do. Now, don't misunderstand me. He works through men. But the point here is, 
He doesn't need the man to be all that. He just needs the man to yield to him. Because he is the one that has the resources. That's exactly what this is saying. God chose the things that, that people would look and say, well, what, what is that? Well, who gets the glory? And man would look and say, well, wow, yeah, of course. I mean, they're a specimen. Boy, they're super smart. Or they're good looking. Or look at how well connected. Look at how much money they have. It's obvious. Well, who's getting the glory? God doesn't need a man, per se. He needs a man or woman yielded to him. He does not need our ability. He needs our ability consecrated to him. But in other words, he can do more with somebody that will yield their voice to him that can sing okay than somebody that looks like they are the next up-and-coming superstar that's not consecrated with him. He doesn't need their voice. Their voice isn't what's going to get it done. You'd rather have the presence of God on somebody to do what, what he's asking them to do than all the natural ability and no presence of God. Because again, who are we talking about? We're talking about the Almighty. One whatever fraction you want to name, one millionth of him is far better than all of somebody that, has, that looks like they have it all going on in the natural. Somebody that doesn't look like they have it all but yields to him, the Bible is full of examples of this. Just somebody consecrated to him. We do it for his glory. Not ours. Verse 29. Let's read this again, though. Verse 26. Remember, dear, now that we've just talked about it a little bit. Verse 26. Dear brothers and sisters, remember that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. That doesn't mean he doesn't want those things for you. He, he doesn't. That's not what concerns him. He wants us to have everything we can handle because we can forward the kingdom of God. The problem is if those things take away from our desire to serve him and our ability to serve him because we start caring more about the things or the influence than him. So it's not that he doesn't want those things or against those things. It's that they, they, we have to be able to handle it. Instead, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And those things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. Do you know that's true? Whether people believe it or not. People do it. It's so foolish. Well, God is this and this as if they know anything about God. Well, God didn't do this or God is this or there's no God. Those are very foolish comments. And they're going to become so utterly, apparently foolish when we're standing in the presence of the Almighty. And a man realizes they made those comments and you are standing in that glory. You just can't even stand and you're like, hit the floor. You can't stand. And somebody's saying, how dare you, and pointing the finger at the Almighty, or you didn't do this, or you're not. Utterly foolish. 
That's why anything that's like that, we just need to cut off and say, well, I know, I know one thing, that's not the right response. Let's just deal with this a different way. Because I know this is, not, this is not getting me anywhere. This is a foolish thing. I don't care what my emotions are doing. Um, that's not the right approach. I, God, you are God. Nobody can boast in his presence. Verse 30, God has united you with Christ for our benefit. God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy and freed us from sin. Therefore, as the scripture says, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. If you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. Can you put 31 in the New King James? He who glories, let him glory in the Lord. We don't take any of the glory ourselves. If we're going to say anything, it's, yeah, we did that, and we did it with his help. Glory to God. That's what that means. We're saying glory to God, not glory to us. And people do it religiously. I get it. People say, well, glory to God, and they don't mean anything by it. But we get a hold of it. You can say, yeah, all glory to God. He did it. And be sincere because we understand who he is and who we are. That's a humble attitude. There's false humility. Yeah, I know. Glory to God. But they're thinking, yeah, I'm pretty cool, aren't I? No, but we can have... That's there too. We probably all... I mean, that's in the world. All had some of that. But you know, the more we, we realize how gracious and loving and good our Savior is and what, who God the Father is, that stuff starts just going out the window. Praise God. Let's look in uh, a couple more verses and we'll close. Uh, just, just stay where you're at in 1 Corinthians, but let's put it up on the screen. Jeremiah 9.23 says, This is what the Lord says, Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom, or the powerful boast in their power, or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love, who brings justice and righteousness to the earth, and that I delight in these things. I, the Lord, have spoken. Verse 24, those who wish to boast should, not, should boast in this alone, not in all this other stuff, but what? Can you go back to uh, verse 24? Okay. That those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord. That's where to boast in. We know him. Not about me, but I know, I know the one. You're not even supposed to say, I know the one, just it's him. I know him. Would you like to know him? Yeah, anything good in my life, it's because, you know what? I gave him my will and he did what he said in his word, and glory to God that he is so gracious and merciful, and his word never returns void. It says to boast in that. Boast in the fact that we know him and understand that he is the Lord. Just understanding he's God. He is the Almighty. That, you can say, that's a good thing to boast in because not everybody acknowledges that. To say, yeah, one thing I know... God is God. He is almighty. And I serve him. I walk, I do what I do in, servants, in service of him. He demonstrates unfailing love and brings justice and righteousness to the earth. 
and that I delight in these things. And he says, I, the Lord, have spoken. I, the Lord, the Almighty. He's saying, if you want to boast anything, just boast that you know me. Now, he's not being God. He's being truthful. He is who he said he is. Again, God is not falsely humble. He is the Almighty. We ought to worship him. That's the truth. He is all that. And that's the best thing for us is to acknowledge who he is and to know him. Best thing we can do. Let's turn to one more scripture and we'll wrap up. First, First Corinthians um, 4 verse 6. <clears throat> now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sakes, that you may learn in, these, in us not to think beyond what is written, that, men, that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. For who makes you differ from one another? And what do you have that you not, did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? Same thing. If we are walking with him, we need to understand anything that we're doing, if we're doing it in his name, then it's him that gets the glory. And if I receive the ability to do something on this earth, we don't say, well, it was me or, well, I really like this person because they have this. If we understand if anybody's doing anything for God, it's because God's enabling them and to give glory to him and not start saying, well, I like this person better than that person because they're really doing such and such. He's saying here. Uh, why do you act like you didn't receive what you're using? If God's anointed you to do something, we don't turn around and say it was us. We say all glory to him. We are to operate in the name of God Almighty. And that means using his ability and his, uh, what he gives us to glorify him and to deflect anything, any kind of glory that would try to come to us, we're saying, nope, it was him. That's as part of his body and a part of his, or his representatives, that's what we do. We are to be his representatives and his messengers on the earth, just showing individuals about him. God. He's the Almighty. He's the good one. He's the Savior. Amen.